0: Hashtag SFMBTH. It's 23 minutes after 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Soli Malaitzi, a um, second deputy federal chairperson of the Democratic Alliance, uh, who laid a complaint with the public protector against the ANC Secretary General Figil Mbalula and Deputy President Paul Mashadile. The complaint follows media reports on Media24 alleging that Mashadile was living a life of luxury funded by people who benefited from state capture. The party also says Mbalula was loaned 3 million Rand by the COO of the National Allotment. A commission. Joining us now on the line is Soli Malati. Soli, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Let's start off with the Figilembalula Mbalula case. What exactly is it that you want the Public Protector to investigate here?
1: Hi Aldrin and good afternoon to your listeners. So to cut the long story short, what we want the Public Protector to investigate is Um, to follow the channel of money that is meant for allocations to the National Lotteries Commission, which we know does a lot of good job in dispersing funds to non-profit organizations that are doing community and social upliftment work, and to get to the timeline as to when this happened. And what we are interested in, Aldrin, is to establish two things. One, the allocation of funds from the National Lotteries Board is not for the Individual benefits of individuals is to go towards the direct upliftment of nonprofit organizations that are doing um, work in the field of you know social development and community upliftment so that we can begin to distill this instance where certain individuals of relationships with senior government leaders or high profile politicians result in the abuse of taxpayers money is being channeled for
0: personal interest yeah, but what's the case against Figile Mbalula in this particular matter?
1: Um, the case is to indicate to you the issue of, you know, benefiting from state resources that are not meant for individual uh, purposes, but for community-based organizations that are doing work in the field of social development, because what's key for us would be to establish the timeline. Mm. We know for a fact that Minister, uh, Mr. Mbalula has occupied several cabinet positions, um, ranging from the Ministry of Sport, Ministry of Transport, uh, and even with a seat in, 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 in the Ministry of Police. And why these references are important is that in the absence of those um, positions, the proximity that these individuals have to use Balula would not lead to any abuse of state resources as final through this allegation.
0: Mm. Does it make your case any difficult to prove considering that, uh, one, um, there was the request for uh, for the so-called loan, uh, but Figile Balula may argue that I don't know where the money came from. But then also that the property that he was supposed to have purchased, he never really purchased that property. It was purchased um, by a, another company and uh, the company being owned by one of the people who was supposed to actually give him the loan.
1: So the, the 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 nature of the evidence and how the mechanics of this so-called law works, that will be the source of the investigation because we are not an investigating authority, and that's why we went through the the public protector to establish these things because this, at the surface of it, points to very sophisticated channeling of state resources through third parties, through third parties, and through um. Uh, business entities, that should have in the first place no place to be getting funds from the state that are meant for non-profit organizations.
0: Yeah. And the the final one is the public protector in another investigation against um, the Figi Lambalula, well, back then when he was still Minister of Sports, uh, in relation to the Setgas matter where around 680,000 Rand was paid for a trip to Dubai. Um, found that there was a conflict of interest and found the minister guilty. Um, Nothing happened to the minister. So what effect would this report have if it does make any adverse findings against the minister? Well, against the SG now. Yeah,
1: well, ultimately the penalties that politicians... Receive um, should be the responsibility of their political organisations, but also even their conscience, because to continue to have these um, findings by um, state um, agencies or even Chapter Nine institutions against an individual that occupies such a senior role, it just points out to poor judgment on part of the individual, but how ethically compromised um, they could be. And that is ultimately what the South African public you know, should take into consideration when um, it assesses the caliber of its public leaders.
0: Yeah. And I think it's every forum that said that it's also pursuing this matter and whether or not the NPA would be prosecuting Figi Lembalula. But now on to the deputy president. What's your case against the deputy president of the country? What's your complaint?
1: Yeah, our complaints is that there are grounds for possible conflict of interest as a result of, you know, compromising the Constitution. But more importantly, the Executive Member Ethics Act, because the extent of the allegations point out to a history of a longstanding relationship that the deputy president has allegedly benefited in financial and other ways from various uh, business individuals who have again been um, recipient of very lucrative state businesses, some to the extent that those um, contracts and tenders that they have won from the state have not resulted in the delivery that they were meant to. And I think the most notable example here is the one of, of Edwin of Edwin, Sodhi. And the point in here is that we know for a fact that the current deputy president has had a long-standing career in government from his days as the NEC in, in Hauteng to, you know, even being deputy minister um, in, in the previous administration and also holding um, roles in, in, in the legislature uh, in the form of being a chairperson of a portfolio committee. So what also again uh, motivates this option that we have taken is that the inference is that these benefits are continuing while he continues to occupy this position of the deputy president.
0: Mm-hmm. But the report doesn't indicate though that though um, that that uh, the deputy president continues to it doesn't even give evidence about how exactly the deputy president um, benefits from this this relationship outside of sleeping at these houses.
1: So that is why I'm saying that the, the source of our complaint is that we go into the historic um, investigation into the nature of these relationships because there is also another key element, mm-hmm. which is that public um, representatives, particularly uh, ministers or public uh, members of parliament or members of the provincial legislatures, have to make their disclosures of any financial material uh, benefits that you know they receive. Uh, during their tenure and that those should be disclosed when they are being done. So that is why in addition to um, this complaint, what we are also starting to look into, it is the record of these disclosures by the deputy president throughout his various tenures, so that we can establish that if they were declared or mm-hmm.
0: not. Thank you so much for your time, Soleim Malati second deputy federal chairperson of uh, the Democratic Alliance. It's a minute after half past three.